I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Bitch, bitch, bitches, leave. Team, welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear a couple of guys talk about the movies. We're the Turkey Boys. We're here in the chill zone. Ryan, how are you? What's happening, Hoops? I mean, it's a scorcher out there today. It's July 1st. I'm dating the program. Oh, wow. Now. And, uh, yeah, really hot I day I just cracked open a vanilla DC. We're gearing up for our uh, big Independence Day rewatch on the 4th. I know you're really fired up about it. Yeah, I have Roland Emmerich coming over. <laughs> We're going to talk about that and... And Moonfall. There and it is. What life is like when you remake the exact same movie for the entirety of your career. That fucking dinosaur. We're gonna get All of his it. movies stink, including Independence Day. I said it. Oh, Most gotta, overrated movie ever. I gotta go call my mother. That's me. <laughs> You guys trying to get that off the ground? That me having the Harvey Firestein voice? Yeah, how'd that work out for you? I'll create voices for all of you. I feel like I'm Denzel Washington at the end of training day. Like, I got cases on all of you motherfuckers. <laughs> I got bits for all you. That's great. Okay, okay, okay. You're going to do the, the ank voice? <laughs> He's preparing his primary weapon. <clears throat> oh, Robert Loja. ID4. Is he dead? He is. Rest in peace. Awesome. And I'm on top of them. And the screws. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's the holiday season. July 4th. Sure. I have a four-day weekend. Do you I'm really? Me too, actually. On. Today, tomorrow, Sunday, Monday. Right? Yeah. Cool. Don't even know what to do with myself outside of doing podcasts. Yeah, I was going to say three podcasts <laughs> and smoke a bunch of weed. and. I mean, well, don't give away all my secrets. <laughs> what else? That's it. <laughs> that's that's everything. But yeah, let's get into it. Did you see that uh, a trailer for Clerks 3 comes out in a couple of days? That I am looking forward to, actually. They, they released a poster that has a tagline that wowed me. They're too old for this shift. I get that. Yeah, that's funny. Playing the lethal weapon. They're too old for this shit stuff. That's great stuff. Really appreciate a good tagline. And it's making me think maybe Clerks 3 will be good. Clerks 2 was okay. I like Clerks 2 fine. I think it's got a lot of good stuff in it. Uh, Too much of it is that donkey show. Not that, funny, yeah. That's like, once you've seen it, it's like, okay, it's it's a bit much. That's like 30 minutes of that movie. But uh, I'd love to be surprised by Clerks 3. I feel like Kevin Smith, what has he done hey, man. recently? It's been a bit. He's been pretty spotty as of late. That movie, uh, you're a big Tusk guy. Loved Tusk. Yoga Hosers was his last, maybe? No, he did Jane Silent Bob reboot. Oh, right. We did that on the show. It was awful. Very, very bad movie that has that one Ben Affleck scene that I actually thought was very charming and well done. But in some other turkey he did, he's been rough. Mm. But I mean, his old stuff's good. I feel like he was one of the first guys to get us like into movies. 
Yes. Or like Clerks, I think, has a special place mm. in Turkey Boy history, definitely. Yeah, he was one of the first like directors I yeah. was aware of where I was like, oh, like I want to watch all his movies. Dogma Clerks. Um, er, <laughs> yes, yes. And so, yeah, we'll be in forever. Hopefully Clerks 3 will be dope. Did you see that Adrian Grenier's teaming up with Walmart and Herbal Essences for a hot new campaign? For what, like cheap shampoo made in, like, Bangladesh? Yes. <laughs> Bro. With, like, more parabens in it than anything else on Earth? Yeah, yeah. There's no way that's good shampoo. I was going to post this picture and be like, Vinny and the boys are back. <laughs> and then I was like, is this anything? <laughs> it's funny. He's in. It's well, testing yeah. well. <laughs> We're going gonna... to... Yeah, go ahead and put that up now. We're going to throw it on Twitter. But, I mean, him and fucking... Yeah. What is the Entourage creator's name again? Doug Allen. Yeah. Doug just... Allen, like... Well, Doug Allen, ironically enough, speaking of hair, has been over <laughs> the last few months, even year, chronicling his, like, hair treatment therapy that he's been doing. Like, he's getting, like, some sort of, like, not plugs, but, like, some sort of advanced hair system. Interesting. So him being a part of that is even funnier. Yeah. And then we get Scott Kahn and Kevin <laughs> Dillon and Call It A Day. Kevin Connolly can direct... Hey guys, I'm here. I'll do a commercial for anything you got. I'm down. Oh my God! Speaking of Kevin Dillon, I don't know. We're in the Kevin Dillon corner. I don't know if our featured review is completely locked down yet, but there's a new movie that just came out today, starring Mel Gibson and Kevin Dillon. I gotta find the title. What's it called? Like Dishonest <laughs> Cunt? <laughs> the Motion Picture. I mean, oh, oh even better, Hot Seat. <laughs> $14.99 buy <laughs> or $6.99 rental. You Might and be- I both know I need to buy that. Yeah. I'm glad. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm glad we entered the Kevin Dillon corner because I completely forgot about that till now. <laughs> Send me a screenshot of hot seat. <laughs> you in the hot seat now. But Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's fucking insane what's going on out there. Hot seat. And I didn't hear this on his show because I haven't been listening much of late because he's been slightly unbearable in the COVID era. But there's this whole story that Howard Stern is maybe being cast in a Doctor Doom movie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, my mistress. Thank you. <laughs> Ooh, I'm an actor, Robin. I'm, uh, I'm Doctor Doom. Are we in on that? Doctor Doom. <sighs> no. I mean, I, don't I have th- like no Howard sound clips anymore. I thought I did. I mean, it's weird. I used to be such a fan, and now I he, I still listen all the time. I've like soured on him because he's just kind of like a. He's still got the stuff, but it's not the same thing. It's like far. It's a far cry from the show we listened to when he was on BCN years ago. Yeah, and even all that aside, like him as an actor. He's good in the private parts movie because he's playing himself. He's not acting, yeah. Which isn't, you know. Did you get a boner when you? Yeah. That's not nothing like playing yourself. It is impressive that he's good in that, but you can't see him as another character, especially Doctor no. Doom. He's like so unmistakably Howard Stern. Mm. I couldn't. Uh, I don't even know what that would be like. Ooh, it'd be terrific. What was has he had any good interviews as of late? Not really, and... I'm, like, completely checked out. I'm more interested in Howard and listening to the show when it's just a regular day and they're just, like, riffing and, like, doing inside bits. And it's, like, they're making... I like when, like, Ronnie and Richard are in a fight or something and it'll just go... 
that's when it used to be great. But now those days, I feel like he just complains about COVID-related issues and like whatever dog shit show he's watching at the moment. There's nothing more frustrating or worse rather than when like you want to watch a show and then Howard endorses it. Mm. It's like, oh good, now I know it's going to be bad. Now I know it stinks. He really does have awful TV taste. And what about R. Kelly sentenced to 30 years in prison? 30 years! I was going to say, hold on a second. (laughs) I couldn't wait. Hold on a second. Do you think they gave him 30 years just as a callback to this clip? The end in the courtroom, he's just like, You're telling me that! (laughs) Poor kid. Yeah, I mean, it seems like he deserves it. (laughs) Fucked up dude. He was, uh, one of the charges they threw at him was racketeering. Oh. Which, like, is a thing you hear bad guys getting. And I still don't know what it means. I think it's like coercing someone into doing something. I feel like it's more. Or like. I feel like it has something to do with like a business, like, and laundering. I'm going to use words like that. Let's look it up. Let's look it up. It's a movie thing where it's like, we got him on racketeering charges. Yeah, it didn't feel like a real thing. Yeah. What's he racketeering? (laughs) Fucking. I'm tennis racketeering. Just played again yesterday. Sam, edit that out. What is racketeering? (laughs) But yeah, let this be a lesson to everybody out there. You can't uh, imprison underage girls and pee on them and all the other fucked up shit that he did. Or you'll be imprisoned for potentially Mm. 30 years. Racketeering is a type of criminal activity in which money is extorted from a victim by threat or force. Ooh. So we were both kind of right. I think you were more right, but yeah. Seem to be inclusive, though. I'm One in. of the most common forms is the protection racket, in which a criminal entity provides, or I'm sorry, causes a problem and sells protection against that problem. So I guess it would be like the equivalent of like, will you make me come down here, Bevan? I'm <laughs> yeah. going to get my, like, he wants to squash your head. We could do this. Folks, if you we're need, racketeers now. Yeah, if you need us for any racketeering endeavors, shoot us an email. I feel like you'd be better suited as the rocketeer. Hmm. <laughs> I would love to roar around while you you're the heavy, like actually fucking making these moves. I can just have fun and be a jetpack guy. That's fucking dope. Uh, what else do we have here? They had uh, there was a picture of Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, Godfathers of the show. Uh, strolling in, I don't even know where, the other day, both enjoying a DC, a Diet Coke. That is a, why don't you have a DC? You have a Mountain Dew. That's not the same thing. That's true. I'm getting all pepped up. Mm. But, uh. I know you love Mountain Dew. Oh, Dean Kane. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, as we covered last week. Zustables. Uh, Affleck has the fountain soda machine in his office. Here they're enjoying cans. Do you think he's off? The sauce. By the sauce, I mean Dunkin' Donuts. He's gone to D.C. I hope he's doing both. I myself have had three cups of coffee today, and now I'm launching into a D.C., so I can almost guarantee I'm going to have a bad sleep. Kids all pepped up. A little bit. Does that affect you, you think? Caffeine, yes and no. I don't think that it's... I don't... I don't... I don't... I'll say maybe. 
I feel like it's 3 p.m. If you cut it off like somewhat soon, I yeah. feel like you'd be okay. But I don't know. You'd know better than I would. I think I can finish this DC and then be good to go. We'll put and, it that way. Last night I did come downstairs and have a couple of bites of ice cream, which is always humiliating. Ooh, when like beef. you can't sleep in the night and you start eating something and then you wake up and you're like, I'm a fucking disgusting, gross, weak freak. Yeah. Food never tastes better than in those times. What's but, up with night eating? I used to have like a guy that I worked with when I was in the restaurant business and we would, he, he was like, like one of those guys, you ever meet one of these guys that's like a genius, but they work at a restaurant anyway. Yeah. And they're like, this guy could like probably be the CEO of Apple, but he's instead he's waiting mm. tables next to me. This is like the plot of Goodwill Hunting too. Kind <laughs> of, <saying>. yeah. <laughs> Bad will hunting. And he would, all, we discussed it and he like, at the time I was night eating like every night and he he actually was pretty instrumental in getting me over that. So perhaps I could reach out to him. If anybody knows where Levi is, Peria, if you're listening, I know you would know, because these are inside people from that job. So somebody call me and tell me where Levi is. I got to talk to him about night eating. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's bad. It's uh, tough to avoid. What's your night bite? Like if you get, if you can't sleep in the middle of the night and you end up. (sighs) What is my night bite? Maybe some cereal? Or if it's like fucked up, I'll eat like a pizza or fucking pop tarts, any level of filth. But if You'll I'm trying like to be crush reasonable, a bowl of cereal. yeah, I'll, I'll just have some like some of my boring, healthy cereal. Try to power through. Mm. But yeah, people online were saying uh, like, or no, Paramount Pictures tweeted like Goodwill Hunting Part Two over this picture, which I'm pretty sure was just a joke, but got people thinking like, what if they made a sequel? Think about what a bad sequel that would be. There's nothing left for them to explore. Like, yeah. what is it? Like, Will left, and now we we catch up with Casey Affleck, and okay, uh, you're kind of selling. I'm me. back in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of in suddenly. I don't know. I it's there's some movies that are so perfect and so great. It, you just want them to stay that way and to never go anywhere. Yeah, especially that they nailed that ending. Like the I had to yes. go see about a girl, and he just drives off into the sunset be funny if the next one started with like him giving her a note like sorry skyla i had to go see about the boys and then it's him going back to hang out with ben at the fucking garbage site kid this is gonna be the greatest movie ever made and what else is going on top gun in its fifth weekend of release made the most money a movie has made in its fifth week of release since the movie titanic which came out 26 years God, ago. I love when Cruz gets a win. Big numbers. Big screen. Loved it. <laughs> this is like, and it's like over a billion dollars. Top Gun 2 is like one of the most successful movies in years. Is it really? Yeah. I guess, I, yeah. It's bigger than all the Marvel movies that came out this year. They don't think like the new Thor is going to touch it or anything. It's like a, couldn't be a bigger hit. Mm. And Tom Cruise looks like such, he looks like a genius for He's, like single-handedly being the reason that this movie didn't get dumped on streaming like two years ago. Can you believe COVID. that they actually wanted to do that? Yeah. That would have sucked. Imagine watching that movie at home for the first time. And Paramount Pictures would be like a billion dollars less lucrative. Oh, but they still have Paramount Plus with its stereo audio and awful selection to anchor themselves to. Yeah, they're blocky, like unusable fucking If you have even setup. more than one speaker, it sounds like just legit garbage. Yeah. 
But I mean, I would see Top Gun Maverick for a third time in the theater. Especially now that it's been a couple weeks since I saw it. I mean, it's that good, folks. If you haven't seen it, you gotta get it. Yeah, I've been considering a second. It's a fucking hell of a picture. And speaking of theaters, a friend of the show, Sean Parsons, took his son to see Lightyear the other day. And we're hoping to get a review of that from him and his son shortly. We need to know if Lightyear was a story worth telling about... There's no way it's good. The astronaut on whom the toy that... uh, (laughs) You love how fucking confusing and, and like convoluted the whole Toy Story universe has become. It's hilarious. Down the tubes. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that Chris Evans got an iPhone 13? He upgraded from his (laughs) 6S. I'm not kidding. That was in page six. Now we're getting into the real news of the week. That was my number one news item. (laughs) Also, I had Affleck news that I forgot about. Did you see that Ben Affleck's son crashed a Lamborghini? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. At a rental dealership. And Mm. it's like Ben and J-Lo standing there just looking at him like, ugh. I saw one picture where he's got him in like a, like, eh, you rascal, kind of like noogie thing. Imagine noogieing someone over a $50,000 mistake. I bet he's a great dad. Gives great, like, speeches. He's a pro. Do you think Ben Affleck would have been a good uh, role model for Little Ank? I do. Mm. I think he could have maybe, you know. Could he have stopped the molestation? I mean, Ben would never claim that he could change the past in a way, in a Mark Wahlberg type, if I was there on 9-11. If I was there in that in that RV, there would have been a whole lot of less lot of less. <laughs> fuck. Ank. This was funny. I ruined it. There would have been a whole lot less dick. Ank, I got a reveal for you. I'm older boy. Oh fuck. Mark Wahlberg is older boy. That's right. I'm sorry you had to find out That's like this. That's a hell of a reveal. That's <laughs> terrifying. Oh god. What am I gonna do? Help me. That's right. And if you try to come after me or shut down my business, Wahlbergers, I'm gonna have you killed. I think all these years I blocked it out and just tried to process the trauma and not think about the fact that it was, the older boy was in fact the star of Boogie Nights and Fear. That's right. And uh, Daddy's Home too. You Daddy's him Home? Daddy's Home too. Pain and Gain. <laughs> Don't forget about uh, The Untouchables or whatever that fucking movie is called. The Unwatchables? The Unzustables, the movie? Which is most of my career. Skewered? <laughs> But yeah, that's kind of fucked up that Mark Wahlberg's older boy. I didn't see that reveal Yeah, that's coming. terrifying. But uh, I'm really glad I stumbled over that bit in the beginning because I was enjoying it so much. You can see he's laughing. More big news. Cameron Diaz is coming out of retirement to star alongside Jamie Foxx in a Netflix original film. Titled Back in Action, the action comedy will be her first role since 2014's Annie remake, which also starred Jamie Foxx. Maybe it's him bringing her back into the fold after all these years. Mm. It's weird she even retired. Like, she used to be in everything for decades. What was her big turkey that she went out on? Like uh, that movie where it's like a bunch of women getting together because they all got cheated on? Oh, yeah, with, like, Leslie Mann and... The other woman, I want to say? Yeah, something I think that like might have been it. Yeah. We could look it up quite easily, but yeah, I'm Yeah, cue her up. Let's look at how she ended things. I'm saying it was the other man. What are you saying? What's your, what's your pick? I'm saying it's the other sister. 
Oh, wait, no. That's, that's... page 37 <laughs> looks pretty good, Cameron. No, that's my other favorite movie. Was friend of the show Giovanni Ribisi, that scene stealer. But I mean, right. Cammy Diaz? I call her Cammy. She's not even the first uh, Cameron. There's Cameron Moynihan from, looks like that's the kid from Shameless. Dove Cameron. Yeah, she should be. She's and then like, she's the third one down. That's, that's how you know your career is on ice. Yeah. But I mean, she used to be good and stuff. I feel like most of her career was like kind of forgettable romantic comedy type movies, but. She did do something about Mary. Yeah, she's good in that. Okay. I kind of like those Charlie's Angels movies. What May I ask, what do you like about them? I like what wild turkeys they are. So, okay, the other woman was 2014, but she also, that year, she also made Sex Tape. Wow, Annie, Sex Tape. Yeah. And then she was in a short. Those don't count. So I guess technically you could, I don't know which movie came out first, but Annie, Sex Tape, and uh, the other woman were all the last movies she made. And that was 2014. And then she was in a short in 2020, but I wouldn't count that. Mm. I wonder if it was a case of like, she was just waiting for the perfect script to come along. And here's this Netflix original with Jamie Foxx that, or it's probably more a case of she's just tired of hanging around the house with her husband, uh, Benji Madden from Good Charlotte. And she wants to get back to work. It's probably more of that. They cranked out a couple of kids, right? Did they? I don't even know. I believe so. We need to we need to have like a TMZ specialist in our corner here to answer such questions. I read TMZ and oh. then just regurgitate the headlines, if that's something. Regurgitating TMZ headlines and Gordon Wood. <laughs> but um, what else do we have? Here? How do you like me now? <laughs> Great Will Hunting. Um, now I him. have Travis Barker's in the hospital for pancreatitis, so we're going to wish him all the best. Wow. I hope that he makes a, a speedy recovery. Pancreatitis, that sounds uncomfortable. There's no way that's not like a living nightmare. Mm. Your pancreas sounds important, like it does yeah. a lot of things. You notice how much pancreas pops on the microphone? It's like... <laughs> 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 Let's go visit Travis at Cedar sinai where That's actually where I went when I had Bell's Palsy. A word? Oh, yeah. I was there for like 12 hours. They told me nothing. They're like, you have Bell's palsy. There's nothing we can do. Here's some steroids. They're going to fuck your brain up. You're like, thank you? Have a goo? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, my mistress. <laughs> Did you see the trailer for that new Julia Roberts, George Clooney vehicle ticket to paradise? Speaking of rom-coms. I saw the photos of it, and mm. I am in. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's Danny Ocean and Tess Ocean. They're big... Uh, they're a duo, yeah. They're big reuniting or whatever you say. It's probably a better word for it. Run and hide. I mean, I wish this was just a secret Oceans movie. That'd be dope. Instead, it's, it looks like a pretty standard uh, they're on vacation rom-com type. I didn't even finish the trailer, frankly. The Descendants 2? Yeah. <clears throat> That's one of Scott's favorites, mm. that Alexander Payne vehicle. I actually found it punishingly boring. <laughs> I liked it a lot. What do you think? I think that you're wrong. Although it did have Matthew Lillard in a scene-stealing sidecar role, which I always love to see. And I was laughing the other day. They had a story about the some like Trump book that someone <sighs> who used to work in the White House wrote. And there's this story. When Trump descended into rage, his staff resorted to summoning an aide nicknamed the Music Man 
oh? to play his favorite show tunes that they knew would soothe him, including memory from the Broadway musical Cats, <laughs> which is a cut. But I just love the idea of picturing this happening. Like and nobody builds walls better than me, believe me. Bring me the music, man. I need a cut immediately. <laughs> I'm running too hot. I need to cool down. We're going to build a wall. Mexico's going to pay for the wall. Sing a... I miss him. I miss him. I mean, I know he sucks. Uh, whatever. I'm not, don't cancel me, but I miss him. And like, because like at this point, the president fucks us no matter what. Like, they're all awful. Biden's terrible. Like, women just lost the right to have an abortion in yeah, some areas of the country. Like, it, it's up. all a nightmare. So might as well have a laugh. Mm. And at least he was fucking funny. Like, coming up with nicknames for everybody and just being mean. Terrific. Calling Hillary Clinton a nasty woman. Like, just little. Just he was so outrageous that it was like it made politics fun. Mm. Like, I still am invested in politics, but I don't. I'm not like an expert. And he made politics significantly more accessible, I think, mm. which isn't necessarily a good thing. Yeah. More palatable. I know what you're saying. I just think he's fucking hysterical. Like thank in you, another world, you. he could have not become the president. He could have done another year or two of The Apprentice and then transitioned into some sort of comedy tour <laughs> and done legitimate stand up and killed. Mm. He's good on stage. He gives a good speech. He could tell a good story. He's He's got timing, and honestly, had he never become the president, had he gone that route in his career, people would have loved him, and he probably would have been able to make more money. So I don't really know what... I think becoming the president is like the ultimate ego stroke, I guess, but it seems mm. like sort of a fucking waste of time, if you ask me. Yeah. That's why we're avoiding it. We've considered 100%. it and been courted, but it's like, eh, we'll just host our podcast about movies instead. Agreed, yeah. To our like astonishing... 23 listeners astonishing speaking of listeners last <laughs> week i mentioned jen cogswell from uh, vinyl elementary school and Norwell high school and how she stepped on my mighty ducks hat and like roofed it and threw Jesus. it in a puddle funny thing through the grapevine she must have heard the show and actually reached out to me to apologize so is i want real? yes it is oh wow we chatted the other day and she's doing great and uh that's incredible yes i was you know, I was at first. I was like, "Oh, she's gonna give me shit for talking about her on the air," but I didn't. I didn't say anything bad. Yeah. So she had a nice apology, and then uh, we met up and did uh, actually methamphetamine together. Oh wow! We, we smoked it. She had her own okay. her own stash, which Very was fun. cool. Which was super cool to relapse <laughs> with an old pal. So I mean, that's the dream. That's Fourteen years sobriety down the drain, but we squashed the beef about my Mighty Ducks fitted hat. Hell yeah. And then in Gordon Bombay, Mighty Ducks like fashion, you're gonna get arrested and sentenced to uh, fucking coach some sort of a team. I'm trying to some sort of team of people. I fell apart with the this Emilio movie. Estevez storyline where he gets like a drunk driving charge and then he yeah. has to coach the kids as community service and he didn't want to do it and then he's got a heart of gold. Yes, I also realized halfway through I was kind of like stealing Logan's joke that he does on stage about Mighty Ducks. So. That's probably why I floundered. See what happens when you attend too many stand-up shows? This is no. why I don't listen to anybody, ever. Folks, follow Logie Obi and listen to him on uh, the South Shore Boys. Logan and I were actually DMing earlier about, um, he posted something about the Grateful Dead or like the Dead and Company. And mm. I was like, Lucy had tickets to that last year because she's a Dead fan. And I love John Mayer. 
And I was like, I guess I can do that. But it was like, we were in the lawn seats at like Great Woods or whatever it's called now. And it was like pouring rain mm. the day before. So it was like, the ground was gonna be just soaked. Yeah. And I looked at Lucy and I was like, it's ready to go. And she was like, yeah, we don't have to go. I don't really wanna do that anymore. And I was just <laughs> like, yes. I love that you're such a John Mayer guy. You consider going to see him play with the Grateful Dead. Who I hate. Yeah, who play like the crunchiest, probably like- it's 20, Crunchy groove! 26 minute jam While you're just like looking at Mayer like, fuck, he's cool. Play a guitar solo now. Go, please. I'm going to talk about it in reviews, but while we're in the John Mayer corner, did you mm. notice, I don't know how much of the bear on on Hulu you watched, but that the, we'll must be in right. the last episode, actually, there's a John Mayer needle drop. Ooh. And it just was like, I was like, I already liked this show. Now I fucking love this show. It's a good show. We're going to get into it. Yeah. I'm we're, only like two or three eps in, but it is going. all on. It gets better. All on Hulu. But yeah, and uh, Logan Wise, what was the other thing? Oh yeah, when he he, posted, he was there too in the meth smoking meth. <laughs> yeah, the whole team. He posted a a thing that it was like, is anyone going to the John Mayer Dead concert tonight? Like a yes no poll thing, and then the one after was like, I'm not going. I just want to know which of you have uh, awful taste in music. It was a good bit. That's funny, yeah. <coughs> but uh, <laughs> so you didn't go to the concert. I don't think anyone went. I'm I'm trying to be a concert guy. Who are you going to see next? Like. Rage Against the Machine with nah, nah. Limp Biscuit and Deftones. I mean, they all are probably on tour. <laughs> they all still exist. I know there's going to be like a Rob Zombie tour happening with like Power Man 5000 and Static X. That's a concert I can't miss. That's one I'll be Can at. you imagine the crusties at that crew or that show? Me and the mosh pits like, Dragula! <laughs> I'm like not even out on Rob Zombie, but... I just know that that whole crew would just be a, a fucking nightmare. You want to know what's an, a good Rob Zombie song that gets no play? This one. All of them. Who is this superhero? Oh, wow. Remember this? I don't think I know it. Yet. We should oh, start yeah. opening to this. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're here at Enough the Podcast live <laughs> from Hot Topic. <laughs> We're painting our nails and having a goo. Holy shit. Do the Burke voice. Ank's cutting himself, and I'm watching and not caring. The blood is, like, so sick. <laughs> Do you, like, want a fucking <laughs> 69? I'm what? sorry, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Hey. But yeah, also Rob Zombie-wise, I don't know if we've talked about this, but he has a, a new version of The Munsters that's coming out. And it's rated PG, Yeah, and it looks, which is so strange. It's like based on the old black and white show that I think our parents watched. It's like a show of that era. But uh, it looks just like the old show. It's like very much, it looks like a sincere, like not jokey, not meta version of the old monsters, which seems like a fun take if you're going to do it. It's yeah, better, that is fun. It's better than they're being like, it's the Munsterverse, and like, there's a fucking, they'll probably make that next year. But uh, I'm not very familiar with the Munsters or the Adams Family or that whole world of shows. I'm kind of in on all of it, sight unseen. Okay, I can dig. I feel like they should do another Adams Family with Johnny Depp as Gomez Adams and Margot Robbie as Morticia. Ooh. What do you think? 
I like it. I think no, Christina should, Ricci. I think they should do the Sam Adams family with the Wahlbergs <laughs> and uh, the fucking. Hey, how are you? Hey. We all live in this house together. <laughs> Who's cousin it? Like Jenny McCarthy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's cousin it. She's having a go. Or like, I could blow bubbles out of my butt. <laughs> da 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 da. The I'm Adams ma- family in Mark Wahlberg voice. Yeah. Was, da, 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 da. I'm imagining a version of that, like mashed up with shipping up to Boston. Folks, if you do music, make that for me and I'll be really happy about it. Yeah, somebody whip that up, like with the like the chorus of shipping up to Boston, like set to the Adams family theme in the Mark Wahlberg voice. Yeah. Like it's not words, it's it's like but him doing the lyric the 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 score yeah. of it. Very reasonable request. I don't see how you couldn't have that for us tonight. Uh, and uh <laughs> Hey. And the the vans, the audio, audio surveillance. All right, have a nice day. Mm-hmm. And uh if I could take you down to the fake movie corner for one hot second. I feel like we should do that every week. Yeah. Cause what do you got? They're not stopping. Uh Chris Pratt is in talks to star alongside Millie Bobby Brown. In the Russo Brothers' next movie, The Electric State, a Netflix original, the film centers on an orphan teenager who traverses a retro-future American West with a mysterious robot and an eccentric drifter. Sounds, Sounds awful. like a fake movie that <laughs> resembles other movies enough to maybe exist, but not be memorable in any way. Yeah, that doesn't sound good at all. No. I mean, Chris Pratt and Millie Bobby Brown. I'm good. They're movie stars. They're, we have to watch them star in movies in this day and age. Evidently. I don't like it. No. Not one bit. <laughs> and although that new season of Stranger Things, or the new second part, <clears throat> we'll maybe get in there. Who knows? Fucked up Millie Bob Thornton. Sharon Stone tweeted the other day, I'm proud to be a woman working for lens crafters. That was the entire tweet. <laughs> thought that was pretty funny. And then... Uh, Does she do their ads or something? Or is she like working in a kiosk <laughs> in a mall somewhere? Exactly. Like, I was trying to imagine. I haven't seen her in a commercial. It was a funny tweet to just happen upon. You take all of it, you greedy bitch! <laughs> the fucking... <clears throat> the Rothstein collection now coming to lens crafters. <laughs> With those fucking big old... You uh, only exist out here because of me. Yeah, they have Get like, that through your head, you Jew motherfucker, you. They have custom shades that have like that shot of the car going by in it. Or the... What do you mean? When the car explodes and you can see that it's definitely a dummy in the front seat? <laughs> well, that, but it was too much of a reach. But you know the shot when De Niro's in the desert and they show his sunglasses and it's like the car <laughs> driving through them. it's just like, like Nikki cool only comes out to the desert when he's upset about something yeah. or whatever the line is it was too niche I shouldn't have gone for it uh, but it was but it's funny in explanation he's in and so either way Sharon Stone I'm glad you're out there and you're Sharon tweeting. Stone we both know your mother was no Sharon Stone fucking uh, <laughs> Matthew Lillard coming up Scream. for the second time this episode this is the Matthew Lillard Spectacular. Thank you. Enjoy his work on Netflix's Good Girls. Yes. And I, <clears throat> I saw the other day, Vin Diesel was on, <clears throat> I guess it was the James Corden show, or maybe some other show, posting a video of him, James Corden, and Ed Sheeran. 
Ed Sheeran's so ugly. What a poisonous trio. <laughs> like, obviously Vin is dope, but he can only do so much work. Then you got Corden and Sheeran. Sheeran? You think Ed Sheeran's a hang? I feel like I'm saying it weird. No, I don't think he's a hang. <laughs> you think he's just a bummer all the time? Or maybe he... I'm going to say know. he is a hang. Yeah, I, f- I feel like... I, I have a good feeling about that. I feel like maybe he's too hated on, and I'm like, eh, I don't really care about him one way or another suddenly. But Corden needs to be shut down. I bet they'll both have roles in the, the next Fast and Furious. Fast 10. Oh, yeah, this is... Uh, Sheeran. I might have a bit where I like tell Lucy I want this to be our wedding song <laughs> and lean into it for like a year and see if I can get her to like be in and not think it's funny and then tell her that I was fucking with her. Yeah. And then just get her to follow through with it and then afterwards be like, it wasn't a bit. I just love that song. <laughs> I needed this. It's not it's not a bad tune. It's alright. I'm crying. Are you in tears? Uh, you know what? If you're going to cry at an Ed Sheeran song, it's probably this one. I mean... No. Did you see the video of the DJ playing this song with a woman who was in a wheelchair getting married? No, but that sounds That charming. first line, when your legs don't work like they used to before. And it's like the whole crowd is like kind of shocked by it. That's good. Ed, like, that, oh, oh, no, no, no. That needle drop, like her wheeling out onto the dance floor with her dad or something. Hmm. <laughs> then the rest of the lyrics are like even more insulting. That's the lyric. It's like a whole remix. I can't even fathom it. But You shit in a bag. Monty is also a minority and he's missing one of his legs. Woo woo. The whole crowd. You had to download cheering. this song on a mountain. <laughs> Woo! We love it. <laughs> Cut of the year. Cod nodding to this. <laughs> In. But uh, also the other day, I bit of this. I feel like most people bit of this, but Alec Baldwin was on Instagram Live <laughs> do, doing an interview with. How you doing, Ed? Woody Allen. <laughs> Take me into your loving arms. What do you mean? This song's about me and Sun Yi. It's a terrific Oh, you mean the, uh, his Asian stepdaughter that he sexually assaulted and is now married to? Yes. That freak. My wife. I'd like to beat the shit out of Woody Allen. What? With you watching. What? You'd cackle, right? <laughs> I die. I try to dive in the way with my Would you break it up? DVD collection. I have your Woody Allen DVDs on the shelf over there, by the way. Oh, yeah, I got to get those back. Grab those guys. Get them out of here. I don't want any evidence when I get caught with my child pornography stash. This is my prized collection. When I'm living on the streets, I'm just going to be pushing around a fucking (laughs) shopping cart full of Woody Allen DVDs. You just planning on living on the streets? (laughs) Scotty Streetsman. You know, I could throw an air mattress over there right next to Mark Wahlberg or Mark Ruffalo. Hey, how are you? Standee. You could sleep in the corner. Appreciate that. The guest room's for the cats. <laughs> yeah, of course. But, yeah, like, they went on Instagram Live and turned the comments off. I can't imagine why Alec Baldwin and Woody Allen would turn the comments off on Instagram Live. Probably because he's a rape uh, rapist and Alec Baldwin is a murderer. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> you just, are a rude, thoughtless little pig. They're just like a hilarious duo to be Hysterical doing anything duo. together. 
just uh, I Al- guess he is in a bunch of Woody's movies. He's definitely was. I'd say his one of his better roles ever was in Blue Jasmine. I thought he is good in that. It's a good movie. Him and Kate Blanchett as a convincing couple. Do oddly. your worst, Mister Hughes. Uh, <laughs> and Stranger Things wise, we mentioned it just came out today. The two final episodes of season four. And there was a story, the Duffer brothers say they finished around 20 VFX shots on episode nine yesterday morning and uploaded them to Netflix's server. This means you may not see the fully finalized shots if you binge the series immediately, which someone online was like, so they're like releasing patches for TV and movies, like they're video games now. It's like, why don't you just wait if it's not done? And you're like, yeah, I didn't even know there was a definitive release date for the final episodes. Why I haven't even finished the other ones because it's like Hopper. It was great in the beginning, and then it's like Hopper in Russia, and like that whole storyline just isn't interesting. Needs it should be. He's in the obits as a person. What do you mean I'm in the obits? Punch you in the face, Hank. (laughs) But uh, yeah, that just like struck me as odd that they're releasing something that's incomplete. It's, but I'll probably finish the season at some point. I got to catch up on that and the boys, all these shows. Also that uh, Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez show, Only Murders in the Building is back for season two. I feel like nobody watches this show. I shut it. He shut it, but I haven't seen the premiere yet. I feel like it's sudden for that show to like be back already. I tried it like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. We had like nothing else. That's a good show. What do uh, you like about it, may I say? I think uh, the cast is very enjoyable and funny, Mm -hmm. and they work well together. Take a stand together. And hopefully that continues into season two. That's on Hulu, if you want to check that out. Selena Gomez, how's she do? I mean, she's great. She's actually very fun, like, bouncing off of them. Mm. At first, it's like, is this a trio? And that's like, this is a trio, somehow. Burp. Pardon me. Soda burp. And oddly enough, the Ezra Miller corner is empty this week. Okay, good. I guess he's laying low and preparing like a bomb in some fucking there's, fucked up. There's locale. definitely more coming. Yeah, he's not done. My guess is there's people waiting to share their Ezra Miller story, Ezra Miller story, as we speak. No doubt. And any day now, there's going to be a whole new pile of information. Uh, I can't. Yeah, I'm scared to see where he's going next. Would you say that it is too scary? I would actually. Mm. And I don't know if you have any more news, but. If not, I was thinking we could maybe go see Minions, Rise of Gru in the theater down the street. I can't wait. And also, I wanted to mention that uh, before we go to break, Jodie Sweetin <clears throat> was shoved to the ground. Jodie <clears throat> Sweetin, who played Stephanie Tanner on Full House yeah, at a uh, an abortion protest, which she shouldn't have been at because uh, abortion is something against God, wow. which is uh, our stance here at Enough the Podcast. Wow. We are anti, uh, we are pro-life. Are we? we are collectively, both of us. Wow. Hank is speaking through Hank. He's taking him over in a Stranger Things like uh, paranormal twist. That is correct. But uh, yeah. Be right back. We'll be right back. And I knocked on the window and startled her a little bit, and I explained to her who I was. 
and uh, change your flat tire for it. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, team. We're back, and uh, we just watched the new straight-to-streaming Mel Gibson, Kevin Dillon from Entourage feature film. Johnny Drama, for those that don't know. Yeah. He's from other stuff, but I feel like that's his big claim to fame. Platoon, I guess, as like the 18th lead. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to mention that Blob remake from the 80s that I kind (laughs) of dig. I guess he's in that. Kind of an icy horror movie. Is that like a trauma film? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> the blob. But yes. I'm the blob, buddy. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, a, a blob reboot starring our friend Sean. As, you and me as the titular get, blob. Get over here, restaurant hostess. I'm going to cover you in my fat. Blob, blob, blob. Him absorbing the entire South Shore in a yes. blob-like fashion. Exactly. He's Nothing in. could stop me, buddy. My entire radius, my <laughs> bubble. I've covered it in my blobbery. Sean, we're still waiting on that light year review. We need you on the show ASAP, bud. Sean actually turned into the blob during light year and hmm. filled the entire theater, killing his sons and everyone else in the wow. theater. So it's, it's our pr- hearts go out to you, Sean. I'm surprised I didn't hear about that on the news, but I guess that makes sense. <laughs> but uh, yes, back to, I don't know if I said the name of the movie yet, but it's called Hot Seat. <clears throat> it's basically a sequel to Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Hot Seat, which is <laughs> the summary, an ex-hacker, played by Kevin Dillon, is forced to break into high-level banking institutions. <laughs> Another man must try to penetrate the booby-trapped building to get the young man off the hot seat. I love that they refer to Kevin Dillon as a young man. It's probably like He's not a young man eight. at all. Yeah, I think he's... <laughs> <laughs> this young j- hotshot. <laughs> Fucking... Oh, but yeah, God. Mel Gibson plays the... Uh, the guy on the bomb squad who's trying to free Kevin Dillon from this Saw-like situation. And this movie like rips off Saw in a lot of ways. They have the bad guy talking to him in a Saw-like voice over the phone the whole movie. As he's just sitting there like, oh God, I'm, I'm booby-trapped. I can't get out of this room. What am I doing here? And fucking Mel Gibson's in like six scenes that you can tell they shot in and out in like a day or two, just. Do you, what do you think his uh, pay was for this, for his two days on set? Do you think it was two mil? I hope his quote was at least two mil. Mm. Two mil. That is what's called his quote. Yeah. And even if he does a bad job, he still gets the two mil. He does. He must be so pissed, like having to act in movies like this. He used to be in like the realist movies that they made. And now he's like, Fucking has to stand there while Kevin Dillon's like, where's my family? Tell me where they are. And he's just like, fuck. Yeah, he did like Braveheart. I don't know, The Patriot, I guess. What are some of his other home runs? Ransom was really good. Yeah, like the Lethal Weapon. I was going to say the Lethal Weapon trio. He used to you know, be in like big budget pictures. This movie, you could tell. Those CGI explosions. That movie, The Beaver, that was a flick. Oh, that movie where he plays no? a guy who... I've actually never seen it. All right, What Women Want? Yes, now now you're talking. Payback? Yes. 
All pictures of substance. I do like payback. He has kind of a a get the gringo. He has quite the wacky career when you really break it down. Oh, and he's a racist anti-Semite. We (laughs) forgot. And uh, presumably woman abusing. Maybe just emotional abuse, which is okay. Mm. You got to just emotionally abuse them. Gaslighting, screaming and yelling, cursing, insults. That's all cool. But I mean, if you do do that, then you find yourself on the set of a movie like this acting against the guy who used to play Crab Man on My Name is Earl, <laughs> just exchanging <laughs> the most <laughs> lifeless dialogue you've <laughs> ever heard in your Was life. Was he the guy who I believe Jamie Presley left um, Jason Lee for? Correct. Okay. Then, and he had wacky hair? Yeah. Yes, and, I do remember him. His bit was like saying hi over and over again. Not awful, funny. Awful program that I watched for too long. Remember my name is Earl, folks. But yeah, Mel Gibson's the fucking guy in the bomb squad. Kid, I feel like we're the bomb squad covering this movie, huh? <laughs> He's in. He likes it. We're so, bombing. Oh, I no, get no, it. Always. <laughs> but yeah, this movie was like a real chore to sit through. I say this a lot, but this felt like four times as long as it was. What are you going to give it on Letterboxd? Half of one star. Mm, is, agreed is the review or the rating that this will be getting uh while we were watching the movie i wrote on kevin dylan's instagram post about the movie release i Loved said it, bro watching it right now brother in the comments oh. and had a cackle to myself <laughs> loved it bro 10 out of 10 how do you keep doing it you're on the run of a lifetime his career couldn't possibly echo that of his fictional character, Johnny Drama. And he, I mean, if you, it, it all down to the more famous younger brother. He wishes like every, he was getting the work yeah. that Johnny Drama got. Every That's, little detail. Yeah. He does say enough in this movie, which fans will remember mm. is a thing we like to keep track of. It's in almost everything. You need that supercut. It's going to happen. So that's uh, Hot Seat, now on iTunes for six ninety nine. Please avoid it at all costs. Yeah, I got to say, I don't think I've ever cared less about the outcome or characters in a movie no. in my life. Yeah, I had literally zero investment in this. I was dying for it to be over. But we finished it so we can review it properly for mm-hmm. you, the fans. This is true. And also, uh, you mentioned while we were watching it, like, it's him like hacking the whole movie, which Johnny Drama is like a black hat hacker. Very funny. And you were saying it's like always embarrassing when they try to show code in a movie, especially a low budget one like this. And it just looks like Johnny Monomic, like, like, whoa, we're in the internet. Look right. at this fucking. Yeah, like look at us surfing the web and yeah. like firing off code. It's one thing if it's Tron Legacy, but this movie is just like, why did you even attempt this? This looks fucking embarrassing. But yes, that's Hot Seat, now on iTunes. Probably be for free on Tubi in no time. So wait for that. Another movie that's on iTunes and presumably in theaters that we watched is a little movie called Watcher. This I Liked. With Carl Glussman and friend of the show, Maika Monroe. Hey now, this I kind of loved. Yeah, it was good. This was like a, you know, kind of like minimal horror thriller kind of deal. They move into a new apartment. She thinks she's being watched by the guy across the way. And they had a bunch of cool shots where like it's raining and you just see like a shadow of someone and 
you know, it's kind of like slow burn stuff, but then it heats up mm. and gets real good. Don't want to get too spoilery, but I really This is a this. tough one to discuss without a spoiler because because Ooh. um Yes, I'm like, I don't even want to dance around it. Yeah, but like, it's it's one of those movies that like, I'll put it this way. This is, you think, what you think it's going to be, it, it throws you for a loop. Yeah, and That's like it. really well-directed paranoid scenes yeah. where, you know, you never see like the guy who's watching her's point of view. You just see it from her and it's, you know, it was like done in a very artsy, cool way. Yeah, I love the look of it. Yeah, pretty much, it. I liked pretty much everything about this movie. The pacing in the beginning was a little like I would say, like this, almost like as I've said this about every other movie we've watched this month. But the second act kind of drags a little. But mm. I, I it, think they drag it drags on purpose. Mm. It felt like intentional the way they did it. I thought it really heated up. The it end, did, I was yeah. like floored by. I was mm -hmm. like, "Fuck, this movie's like great." The uh, nice tight little thriller. Like, it doesn't try to do too much, but what it does do, it, like, zeroes in on and uh, does very well. I, uh, yeah, Micah Monroe. What's your letterbox rating on this? I'd give this, like, a maybe a four. I want three and a half. Yeah, three and a half, maybe four. Really good. Like, I recommend this muchly if you like a nice paranoid thriller type deal. I'm calling everything a thriller now. I mean, in the definitions of both those movies, it says thriller, so that's fair. Yeah. Also, and this the, is like, it's funny to put these two movies up against each other where there's like actually, and I feel bad because the director retweeted my uh, hmm. my photo that I shared of the other guys, two or whatever that was called, that we just, well, hot seat. Hell yeah. But it's funny to watch that movie and then or to discuss rather hot seat and then watcher in just in the sense of just how captivated I was in one versus the other. Yeah. And they were, I bet hot seat even had like more of a budget than watcher. There was a lot more post-production yeah. done. There they was do none CGI in watcher. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to see a like bare bones budget, but mm. get like a lot of good stuff out of it. Like, yeah, this was, not the most exciting movie in the world, although at the end it really it heats, heats up. up. Yeah, but I was pretty impressed that they showed Carl Glussman's penis entering Marika Monroe, similar to uh, his role in Netflix original Love mm. from Des Gaspar. Uh -huh. Yeah, that um, he did show his di in that movie, entering, and that was I think that movie was in 3D. There's a shot of him having a cum eye in that movie. Like Muppets 3D and, and uh, Disney World, where like the cum flies out of the air and into your face. <laughs> you open up your mouth and swallow it down. Yep. What? Kermit. Kermit's low. Oh, uh, Miss Piggy. Uh, <laughs> this is for you. I uh, I don't really want to eat any cum, Miss Piggy, <laughs> but uh, I guess I'll do it, okay? Um, Wish I could do a Miss Piggy voice. Just Fuck. go for it anyway. <laughs> you just got to jump out of the plane, you know? I don't even know if this sounds like Kermit. <laughs> but uh, I'm doing my best. <coughs> oh, bother. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm, I'm here again. Winnie three Rorgan. weeks in a row. Everyone's favorite. A nice wholesome bit. Winnie, you would never do like cum bits like the never. Muppets. They don't. I never said that. They're vulgar and fucked up. Is there any other kind? <laughs> oh, you're a... Uh... You brute. 
You're a Parsons guy, I see, Winnie. <laughs> is this Winnie the Poop I'm talking to? <laughs> what? <laughs> this is just for Monty. Just. How about the fact that this show can be heard anywhere in the world on like 10 different platforms and we dedicate a reasonable portion every week to specific, specific inside jokes that like two people on earth will understand. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think that's what's, you know, like it's not, in my mind, I look at us sort of like as like the Stern show Ooh. and you can just do inside bits long enough and then they become funny even though everyone's not all of the way on board. Mm. Yeah, people... People are in. They like the lore, the mythology. Agreed. I hope. Enough heads. Yeah. Changing it from turkey heads to enough heads. It's better branding. Ooh. But yeah, I was also thinking watching this, Michael Monroe, she should play Greta Gerwig's sister in something. I think they have a very similar look. What if they like fucking did a sequel oh, to Bound or something, my man? Fucking fucking my, my guy. That's hate each other out. Idea. Am I right? I'm going to fucking give that a green light. Fucking doggy. Sick. That's fucking dope. But uh, uh, yeah. I like That's the thing I do a lot watching movies. I'll be like, this person looks like that person. They should play siblings or something. It's a little Scotty mini game. Do you do that? I do the, uh, like the rewatchables casting couch. Yeah, rewatchable or uh, recasting couch, I should say, mm. where I'm thinking like this would have been great if it were blank. True. I love hearing those what ifs. And then you can imagine like the real ones. Yeah, that's the good stuff. Will Smith and Django. That's probably the most infamous one. It would have been cool. He should have done that. It could have changed the whole trajectory of his life. And maybe he wouldn't have slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars and made a. I'm so glad that's not himself. an Internet thing anymore. I know, that kind of, everyone had their fill with that. They That's beat just, it into dust. Yeah. <laughs> That's how bits work these days. Yeah. No one can hold back. They're just like, let's just make every possible iteration of the same joke until everyone just stops on a dime because they can't right. even think about it anymore. And for me to complain about that is kind of ridiculous because I'm like the king of beating bits to death. No doubt. So I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that is Watcher. Now on iTunes, I do recommend... Renting this. I would say rent that. Yeah, pay the money and rent it. It's solid. And this is the type of movie that it may come onto streaming right away or it could take six months. Who knows? Yeah. I don't really know where it'll even land. Like on like Mubi. <laughs> Mubi. I had Mubi for like two weeks and I was like, I, th I hate feeling like I'm a film guy and then talking to or being in the presence of film guys who like are able to quote like foreign films. Yeah. And then I just, I'm like, oh wait, my whole hobby is bullshit. Yeah. I feel like I'm like, <laughs> like it would be like playing golf and you're like, I got like a four handicap, you know, and then you play golf against like a professional golfer and you're just like, oh, by the way, I'm terrible. Yeah. I've had like the Criterion channel streaming yeah. service a couple of times and it's nice. They have some good stuff, but it gets to the point where I'm like, I'm forcing this. I should just put on Family Guy on Hulu. <laughs> just stop trying to fight this. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. I'm like. I should just really like just watch Bachelor, or 90 Day Fiance, something like total garbage. Cause like, uh, like a smart film sometimes just whoosh right over my yeah. head. People are like, oh, you gotta, you're gonna love Fellini's Eight and a Half. I love the idea of loving it, but yeah. then I, I, I watch it and it's, it's a whole thing. That's why it's exciting when there's like a really arty, solid, talented, like impressive film and you actually get roped in. It's like, oh, cool. All right. Yeah. Nice. I'm not just like, the 200th guy who says Pulp Fiction is a good movie. Exactly. That's the best. 200th in the last minute. You ever seen uh, 
I've never met anyone who had Pulp Fiction as their favorite movie that wasn't terrible, including yeah, myself. <laughs> it's, a, it's a classic. It's a tough one to be the number one because, yeah, it's just, I feel like it's everybody's movie. It's like uh, having a slutty girlfriend. You got to share with everybody. Fucking, I know what that's like. My right, brother? Fuck, yeah. But I thought we'd also talk for a moment about a show on, I think it's actually just on Hulu, but it's an FX show. I don't know if they're airing it in any way. The Bear or The Old Man? The Bear. Okay. I believe it is just a Hulu show, actually. Yeah, this is their new, and it's all already on Hulu. Eight episodes. I think they're like... I think they're an hour, actually, Yeah, which is insane that I was able to watch it that quickly, and now I'm reevaluating my life decisions. But You mentioned the show to me, said it was good. I was a little hesitant because it's a show set in a restaurant, yeah. which traditionally is horrible, like show-wise, and also FX-wise. Remember that David Schwimmer like <laughs> chef show that doesn't even exist? I can't I believe I was gonna say no. I don't. I can't believe they're even attempting another food restaurant show after that. Uh, what about John Favreau's Chef? Yeah, exactly. Like, and Bradley Cooper's Burnt. I was like, just trying to go. <laughs> I was just trying to find the name of that. Burnt. I, I remember somebody saying to me once that they liked Burnt, and I had such. A, it was like someone that I couldn't criticize, or whatever, and I was kind of just like, Yeah, I saw it. I saw that picture. I'd love to be able to hit my clients with like, What did you like about it? Yeah. Oh, I guess I could, and then not be a dick about it. Yeah, but yeah. So I don't love, and it just watching stuff like this just reminds you of working in restaurants. If you've ever worked in one, I took her to a pizza place. <laughs> so I was like a little like I don't know about this show, but popped it on. This is great stuff, folks. <clears throat> Excuse me. We like sweet polished. bitter. Oh yeah, I forgot Stars about sweet original bitter. sweet bitter. <laughs> I wonder how I possibly forgot about sweet bitter. Sweet Bitter was like the restaurant that I worked at in a lot of ways, and that was wild to me to watch. Mm. Working in a restaurant is a nightmare. Truly. It's, it's a, it doesn't matter how nice. It's like easy. I guess some people are like, oh, it's not easy. What I did, I was, I've hosted and I've bartended, and, I've bus, and I was a busboy at another place. Busboying is not easy because it sucks. I mean, it is easy, but it sucks. And I've never waited tables, so I can't comment on that. Mm. Bartending is actually a blast. And if like I could go back in time, I'd probably continue, I'd, I'd like, keep doing it or something. That's not true. But <laughs> you do miss it when you're not doing it anymore. Yeah, like it's like anything where the restaurants I've worked at have been like awful just because it's hectic and there's always something going on. But yeah, I feel like, you know, if you have a good crew, it's like any job, but right. it's just... But yeah, this show, even though I do like it, it's it's so well done. It was giving me like restaurant PTSD. Oh, like 100%. Just, same. Because this show, I got something of a meets for it. This show's kind of like uncut gems in a restaurant. What do you think? That's a meets. I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's... That's I like mean, the vibe it has of this that, show. It's where right. It's, there's no parallels, but it has that, that like, and it, it, that uh, my vocabulary is shit. Kid. Not just tonight, always. Kid, you got a fucking dope vocabulary. I'm pretty good at Wordle. But um, Uncut Gems has that thing where like it starts and they don't let your heart slow down until the end. Mm. And this has that energy. Yeah. There's Which, like a few quiet scenes, but not really. Yeah, like 
claustrophobic. I'm using that word to describe everything tonight. But yeah, I don't like, recall you using it once. So okay, he's you, back. You snuck it by me. But yeah, they we got a new crutch. Very realistic, and this. Uh, I feel like everyone on the show looks like shit. <laughs> Like purposefully, just to be like, why would they look good? And yet They're... no one said you look like shit because it's well written. Thank you. That's a good point. I didn't even notice that. But yeah, this, I was also worried because this features Lip from the show Shameless, which went for a casual 49 seasons on Showtime, recently ending its run. Yeah, Shameless. I knew that I'd been watching Shameless for too long when I realized I was watching it episodes with like the third girlfriend in a row. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so that's like a decade of my life. Yeah. Just or more. Watching like <clears throat> barely interesting fictional characters go about their lives in Chicago. By the end of Shameless, it was just lifelessly going through the motions. Yeah. And an Emma, Emmy Rossum had left. Mm. Louise Guzman was on it most episodes as like a homeless guy into capers with William H. Macy. And it just would go, like it staggered to the finish line. Yeah, I and I so I get why you were apprehensive about Michael K. Williams or whatever his name is in um, Lip's yeah. character in uh, Burnt. Yeah, because I thought it would just remind me too much of Shameless. Because I feel like he used to work at restaurants on Shameless. He's in like that mode where he's just like a like, like a, dirty cool right. guy, who's dirty like, gritty siggy guy. Yeah, <laughs> with like hey. a couple of tattoos and like an attitude yeah. in a white t-shirt. Yeah, and I got like seven girlfriends. I'm juggling, <laughs> just cause. But uh, yeah, I'm digging this show. I all eight ups are up. I've only seen like two or three. I think I'm like paused in between. I think it just three. gets better and better. It also has the guy who uh, Eben Moss who played Marnie's boyfriend on Girls, mm. the guy who ate Marnie's ass on camera. Both friends Allison of the show. Allison Williams, friend of the show, also no. starred in Get Out. Yes. Don't eat my daughter's ass yeah. <laughs> while she stands in front of you. Every story I told is a lie. That fucking liar. How dare he um, eke his way back on Your Brian film. Williams is better than mine. I know, I was going to attempt it, but then I remembered I don't... Do you not have rem- it anymore? I don't remember how to do that. I need to hear him in an interview or something, okay. and then I'll try dust it, again. it or Dust that one off for next week. We'll bring it back, folks. I've been polishing my, my poop, or my poo. <laughs> polishing your poop? What? Why would you do that? That's gross. Chinese food. <laughs> um, so that's The Bear on Hulu, which we loved it. Yeah, honestly, I, I turned it on expecting me myself to shut it and got really into it this is like the show this is my show at the moment i'm like excited to watch the rest of it i'm really enjoying Yeah, we ripped right through it and the people on the internet are already clamoring for season two and season one literally just ended which is awesome i like when that happens one note i do have though Mm. awful title the bear why is it called the bear? Because like there's a bear in a dream sequence in like one. Their episode. last name is uh, Bear something. Bear skin. See, even they should have. To be honest, the it's not a great title. They should have thought of hanging like there with Dover. the title. Is all I'm gonna say. Oh okay. Are you telling me there's a title reveal in like episode six or something? Uh, I'm dope not gonna like say that? anything else, but just wow. pay attention, folks. Get on board. I'm digging this show. It's on Hulu. I'm sure we said that. Also on FX. Also, they have good like 
realistic people talking over each other stuff, mm. which is a good... Uh, Not like Aaron Sorkin ping pong dialogue of like two people holding yeah. a thesaurus in the middle of a sentence. Yeah, where two people have like the most flawlessly interesting vocab infused conversation with no... Right. Nobody uh, gets angry and confused. It's always just like perfect. Yeah. This, intellectual volleying. Really, really digging the show, The Bear. And real quick, I also want to mention that I watched the new Beavis and Butthead movie that's on Paramount+. Plus. It's called Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe. And I thought this was average. <laughs> <laughs> this movie sucks. <laughs> the it had a couple bits, and I love like, you know, the bit of them is still kind of works mm. after all these years. I just feel like they kind of mailed it in plot and bit wise. It kind of reminded me of the latest Bill and Ted movie, where they were just like, you could tell they were like, let's just make another one just because everyone's still alive. <laughs> And like they didn't really have a great reason for it to exist. Yeah, it. Uh, I did not have high hopes for that movie, and we were gonna do it as the featured last week. Mm. Glad we didn't. Yeah, because I have a, like a sort of a special place in the back of my mind for Beavis and Butthead, Simpsons, a lot of mm. stuff. And Simpsons movie was actually decent, but it's hard mm. to take a TV show and make a movie out of it. And there's, yeah. I don't know. I can't think of too many good ones. It had old stretches where I was like, this is bad. And then they'd have like a joke where I was like, okay, that was kind of funny. <laughs> but you know, the whole bit is they're obsessed with scoring. Yeah, yeah. But they never do, which is a great bit. I think they should have let them score in this movie. Spoiler alert, they don't score at the end of oh, Beavis come and on, the Universe. It's like telling us how the Godfather ends. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it actually frustrated me at this one because they're so close and it's just, you know, of course they don't. And then they're all wacky and Cornholio pops by. But um, it made me mad. It's like, just let them score. Give Beavis and Butthead this. I'm having to laugh at Cornholio. <laughs> I mean, he's still kind of funny. <laughs> he's in. He's having a laugh. They should make a The Critic movie. Mm. It stinks. <laughs> I'd fucking a critic movie would be dope. I think that would You're best coaching with everybody. And my also my other big thought watching this movie is Adam Driver would make a great live action butthead. Mm, agreed. And for Beavis, Anton Yelchin. Hmm. Oh, he's ready to go. He would be good. Alas, <laughs> no. I was thinking, uh, what the fuck is his name? Caleb Landry Jones. Yes, that's good the pull. One. I mean. It almost makes me want to see a live-action Beavis and Butthead. And they do the hair and, like, the shirts. And I'm thinking, like, real, like, Napoleon Dynamite, like, that campy, like, not even campy is the wrong word, but you know what I'm talking about, that yeah. look. You wouldn't even need to, like, make Adam Driver up. Like, he just has that face. Yeah. Like happiness, almost. That hue, Yeah, I guess. It's like that, like, muted colors or something. Mike Judge, I'm sure you're a turkey head, uh... Let us know if you want some help with uh, the live action Beavis and Butthead. We got ideas. Oh, yeah. Should we do... I got uh, quickly as well, or this is technically the featured review because it's the most important. Uh, I saw Baz Luhrmann and Austin Butler's Elvis wow. on Wednesday with my mom. Hell yeah. 
and I kind of loved it. Yeah, this really surprised me to hear. I was, I didn't really have plans to see Elvis, although a friend of the show, Sarah, also enjoyed it, although yeah. I don't think as much as you. I, she said it was fun. I am an Elvis fan. Mm. Not like I was shirtless screaming at one of his concerts or anything, but ah. he, <laughs> when did he die? 1997? Um, no, Elvis... To me, my mom is a huge Elvis fan. That's why I took her to the movie. And uh, we grew up, I grew up listening to a lot of Elvis around the house. And I think that he's a cool guy. I think he was important to music. And I think he's an interesting guy with a cool story. And this movie does a great job of doing that without making you sad, really. My mom did tear up at the end, but you probably will too. Oh, but no doubt. Did she enjoy the picture overall? Loved it, yeah. Just as an Elvis yeah. fan? Okay. Big movie, big screen. Loved it. Because <laughs> I don't know if fans know, Baz Luhrmann is like a bit of a wild card. His yeah. movies are all like... Moulin Rouge. In your the face. Great Gatsby. Colorful, like insane movies. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. They're, I hate them all, to be, honest, <laughs> to be honest. I think he's a big weirdo. Yeah, he's one of those guys. He's very over the top. Yeah. And like, the camera's always like swirling around and... <laughs> But Austin Butler is probably going to win Best Actor. Oh, shit. Does he bring it? He does, yeah. And yeah, this is the guy, this is like a breakout performance. He's not like a known quantity. No. Like he of... was in like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in the background yeah. as like one of the Manson family and then like a couple other stuff. I think more geared to younger people, that stuff that might not be on our radar, but this mm. is like his big, big, big break. Yeah. The titular role. Yes, and he crushes it. He's captivating and interesting, and he gets the voice down and the mannerisms. And like in the beginning, you're like, okay, that's Austin Butler. And then by the end, I was like, that's Elvis. Oh, shit. He does it. He, he really brings it. My big question, how is fat suit Tom Hanks? It's... <sighs> 10 out of 10? It looks like a 10 I don't actually 10. know. He plays the role of like the colonel, who is one of OJ... OJ, Jesus... One. Hey, Twitter hey, world. Twitter world. I'm a- I just saw Elvis, and I thought it was a 10 out of 10. How about we do Elvis, but it's actually OJ instead of Austin Butler? Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If Baz Luhrmann wants to make a movie about my life, Baz Luhrmann's OJ. That's fine. Inside of this guitar are a bunch of hunting knives. I'm just going to start stabbing women in the crowd. That's okay. It happens. Green Look light. out. Hey, Twitter world, I stabbed everybody in the front row. I murdered my wife, Twitter world. Yeah, there was a video online of him the other day having like a hot take about Roe v. Wade. <laughs> like women's bodies. It's like, why are you doing this, OJ? What are you doing? No one on earth doesn't think you killed your wife and her boyfriend. No one. Even like his closest friends and family are just knowing their core that he did oh, it. Yeah. And they're just like, fuck, I just, I gotta just go with this, I guess. Somehow he still has a relationship with his kids because it was he was referencing his daughter in that video. He's like, you know, my daughter came over to me and said, what about what? my body and my choice? Yeah. And it's like, like she? and it's like, did that conversation really happen, OJ, or is she still salty that you murdered her mother? Yeah, did that you happen? You murdering murderer. Or are you wildly estranged <laughs> from all of your kids, you fucking <laughs> lunatic? I want to well, hang out with OJ so bad. Yeah, let's, OJ, if you're a turkey head, get on down to the CZ. We need you here. He, he murders both of us. Yeah. Well, 
I just killed the turkey boys. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, everybody, have a goo. And he starts stabbing us to death. This is how I want to go. This is, this he comes blend. down wearing like his like Bears jersey or whatever team he was well, on. I want a signed OJ Simpson jersey for this room so bad, but I mean, you agreed. know. Yeah, throw him on the wall of kings. <laughs> <laughs> He's primed. Well, I'm a king, all right. A king of murdering. That's right. I'm the murder king. That would have been funnier if I said it first. Fuck me. Love it. Um. So, yeah, that's Elvis. And um, I loved it. There's parts of it that are kind of boring. And I did write in my letterbox review that, like, if Andrew Dominic directed this, it would have been the best movie of all time. I'm liking that recast director. Was. Right. That's a cool. Like, the look of it would have, you know, the look I'm talking about. Gritty? Or like a Scott Cooper, like yeah, that kind of gritty, darker. Yeah, I can see that. Not Scott Cooper. Um, Scott Kahn, the guy who directed Out of the Furnace. Scott Cooper is an actor that. No, I think you're right. I think that's it Scott is Scott Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. Who am I thinking of then? Who did I think I, I like sold myself? Scott Eastwood, Scott no, Sweeney, um, Scott. That's all the Scots. Anyway, that director, one of those directors, just something darker, like a killing them softly kind of look to it Ooh. or out of the furnace or crazy heart, whatever. Yeah. But it's Elvis and it's gritty as fuck. And it does an hour of the bad stuff instead of two. And a, it was like two hours of like the rise with a little bit of controversy and challenge on the way. And Ooh. then it was like 20 minutes of him, you know, fat and falling apart. Hell yeah. Yeah, I saw there's a picture online of like him as Elvis at the end when he's all yeah. fat, and it looks like they nailed it. Like they crushed it. Yeah, they crushed it. The Tom Hanks fat suit is very much a fat suit. Tom Hanks cannot escape Tom Hanks. Yeah, like I know he's done some serious stuff, but he, you can always just see him. See, back in the day, like for <clears throat> Castaway, he put on a bunch of weight, then lost a bunch of weight for the yeah. role. I think he should have put on 175 pounds to play this role. Well, isn't he sick. a diabetic now because of that? Oh shit, probably. Yeah, he probably like had COVID while they were filming this movie. Like them applying like five hours worth of fat suit makeup while he's like dying of COVID. Outrageous. And does he do they show him eating like a peanut butter and banana sandwich or whatever that no, they do Elvis not. thing is? Do they that, avoid some of those Elvis tropes? A little bit. And at the there is a part in the and this is like a spoiler, but it's not. The, he's when he's all fat and he's playing the piano at the very end. He still crushes it, by the way, doing like Suspicious Minds or something. That's a great song. I admit, not Suspicious Minds. It's something else. But re, either or, neither here nor there. He has two large sized fountain sodas on top of the piano. Now you're talking. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is for Ben Affleck and his fountain soda machine. That's a callback. Um, I can't do an Elvis voice, I'm learning. Is the Eminem song in the movie? That I think he did a song with CeeLo Green. There's for the soundtrack. I to be honest, I think so. so There's you, like two scenes. This is a Baz Luhrmann thing. Needle you were you just gonna say this? Well, I like when movies do that. I you feel like, like that. It annoys people when they have movies or songs oh, like it. new songs in movies. You know, old movies. Where Name like a time where it's been exist. executed properly. Because in this movie, it took me right out of it. It was like, just like this, like very modern hip hop. Somebody being like, Twitter and electric cars, ba ba ba, or whatever. Yeah. And then it's, but it's supposed to be 1956. Yeah. 
in general, I agree with that, where it's like, that's just going to be distracting. But I like the idea of someone nailing that yeah. and not making you think of that. I can't I, think of I was going to say, if you could come up with a, no, a good example, I'm open to it. But for me, I was like, nope. I'm like the Heath Ledger movie, A Knight's Tale, where they play queen songs in like the medieval times. That's a bad example, People folks. reference that <laughs> as a good movie because he's dead. Uh, yeah. How about that? It's fucked up. I don't think I've seen all of it. And what I did see was like decades ago. Most people would say Heath Ledger's best role is Joker, but I would say it's Candy. I would say it's in the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. <laughs> His the Dr. Parsons. <laughs> Imaginarium, buddy. Fuck, fuck, I got, fuck. I got nowhere. I just heard Parsons. <laughs> Terry Gilliam and I. <laughs> <laughs> you and me, Tree of Life. Yes, yes, yes. Only it's the sequel, The Eat of Life. Fuck, fuck, fuck. You fat fuck. I'm clipping so much of my microphone. I'm looking at the levels, sickening myself. Sam, please fix. But yeah, I will, based on your glowing review and recommendation, I will see the Elvis movie in the theater at some point. Seems you like should, a theater yeah. movie. It's I've a heard, theater movie. I've heard some other people whose opinions I trust uh, say they really dug it too. Letterboxd is blowing up. People digging it. I'm looking at a sea of three and a halfs to fours right here. Oop, there's a two. Someone didn't like it. A two? But Come what on. What can I do? I'd like to ask them what they don't like about it. I mean, I would read their review, but it's very long and I don't want to. But I think that's I think that's everything we watched this week. Pretty much. Um, I watched a few other things. I started Loot on Apple TV Plus, but Is that anything? It's yeah, it's decent. Try it. We'll talk about it next week. Watch like the first episode. Okay. Rashida Jones is kind of funny. She's not isn't it a um not Maya Rudolph, Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. Yeah. I always get them confused, and that's moderately racist because they're both like mixed race black women. And I apologize to both of you; they're not even the same fucking age. But guess what? They're both great. Both I like jobs. them both. Yeah, I think they're both outstanding, talented, attractive women. Wow, we just cleaned that up. So I shouldn't have said nicely. attractive. No, that's good. They're both babes. That's yes, fine. but that's not why. That's not a merit. That's not important. Yes, you're right. Sam, bleep all that out, except for the other compliments. I'm recommending William Costigan for the Medal of Merit. No fucking doubt. Are you fucking kidding me? But I mean, next week on the program, I think Thor 4 comes out. Do you want to go see that in the theater, bud? No, I don't. If this was the group chat, I'd leave. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, I'll probably see that at some point. I'm not really jazzed for it. There's also that new Louis C.K. Joe List movie, Fourth of July, which comes out on the Fourth of July, the titular holiday. We'll see that, even though Louis canceled. Uh, and anything else that we watch? I feel like something big comes out this week. I can't even think of it, but you're probably right. We'll figure it out. We'll watch it. We'll tell you about it. We'll do the whole thing. Why don't you follow us on all our social medias to keep track of all that on Instagram at Enough the Podcast and on Twitter at Podcast Enough. I'm on both of those platforms at Skip Season, and you can hear me on the South Shore Boys podcast also. Wow, your plugs are getting good, man. He's back. Fired that off. I'm going to say ankfit.com. I just put on three new clients. I'm running out of room. I'd like for you to begin your fitness journey, but pretty soon that's not going to be an option with me. 
you're going to have to use one of my renting trainers because I'm working on getting a fleet of gentlemen and ladies to help with all of your fitness needs. I'd like to do a television commercial where I talk in this stupid voice. Oh, yeah. Um, but jokes aside, ankfit.com or ryan at ankfit.com for an email. Reach out and um, that's it. Yeah, I should do like a fitness podcast. That'd be really interesting. <laughs> we'll call yeah. it the the Watertown Boy. I'm in. I'll sit there and throw in uh, bad bits. I don't know anything about fitness. I can't even pretend to. You are a tremendous competitor. Wow. Don't sell yourself short. Oh, yeah, doggy. Uh, that's it for me. That's it for us. We'll see you next week, everybody. Have a Have go. Have a go. That's enough. Bye.